Olivia Fyodorovna Semyonova with her big dumb face. <laughs> the longest Win are all chairs bolted to the We're not told that. Yeah, we do. We're not told It is written. It is written. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, are you opening the door? <laughs> Gotta open the door. Oh, there we go. I was going to say you should have rehearsed this. <laughs> you hear that? Now, what do you say? Talk to me. Yeah, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> about this movie. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> That's how you open the door. <laughs> What's with? Oh, there you're having a Foster's. A Foster's. It's it's the Australians' beer. Did you go specifically pick that up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just <laughs> old reliable McCurdy. That's you. Look I at that. Drinking what was in the look fridge. at that. A rye IPA. Look anyway. at how big this thing is. Yeah, that's this proper. Is big as my face. Proper big. <laughs> it, I didn't realize this was an Australian film until it was, you know, going. And uh, yeah, I mean, they even have a dead kangaroo in this movie. Like, I was just like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 there's a dead uh, kangaroo. Like, like need, they just need... they're like, yeah, it's a dead kangaroo. We are like, oh my god, the can it's a kangaroo. Yeah, for us, I mean, oh, if shit. it was a dead deer, we'd be like, yeah, whatever, you know. But we're like, oh my god, a kangaroo! <laughs> They're yeah. like, no, like oh same yeah, thing. It's in Australia. Yeah, you know. But I, at the one half of me is thinking, oh, isn't that cool that they, uh, you know, we we got a taste of Australian culture, but really, it's old Australian culture just cut with. U.S. exported slang and mumble rap, you know, it's it's Gen Z, baby. It's just Gen Z is is worldwide now. It's just it's sad. It's sorry the everywhere but here. Sorry, we've given you Snapchat I think you're just an old, and I think you're TikTok. Well, I guess man. we didn't give you TikTok, but I think you're an old man. We fill out your TikToks, that's for sure. Anyway, um. Let's talk about this movie, dude. Talk to everyone. Talk to you. Talk to me. Talking to me. You talking to me. I'll talk to you. Talking to you. Okay. Um, Switch it up. Let me full screen myself. Okay. I kind of need to boop. All right. Talk to me is a refreshing take on the possession genre, taking the essence of an exorcism and taking the essence of an exorcism or seance movie and reducing it to an immature party drug allegory. The premise is so captivating and terrifying that the film doesn't need to rely on jump scares, of which I don't recall there being a single one, the mark of a true horror movie. Instead, the horror comes when you realize the complete lack of reverence that the young party kid cast has for discover. I, I'm like turned up way too loud. Sorry. Okay. Instead, the horror comes when you realize the complete lack of reverence that the young party kid cast has for discovering a method of communicating with spirits of the dead. Instead of falling to their knees and repenting to God having found proof of the afterlife, they film each other freaking out. 
not under the influence of drugs and alcohol, but under the influence of these ghosts they willingly allow into their bodies. The kids eventually become addicted to the act, including the dopamine hit from carelessly posting these videos online. The horrific thing is that nobody is afraid of the horrific thing happening right before their very eyes and iPhones. This, of course, reflects the age we live in, where nothing is too sacred to post, and everyone seems keen to take a video of someone in distress rather than stepping in and helping them out. Carelessly conjuring fiendish spirits for the almighty click is a terrifying glance at how the pursuit of digital attention is slowly but surely dehumanizing and desensitizing all of us digital addicts as we communicate exclusively through our devices instead of face-to-face. Hence the brilliance of the title. <sighs> Talk to me, dude. Talk to me. Oops. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like I've like adjusted my settings in the interim and everything. It's been it's been a while. I will say we were going to do the holdovers, which I do hope we'll we'll talk about later this week. It's just that movie small it has a smaller window and it's uh it's not as wide of a release unfortunately because this other marvel movie had to come out but anyway hold on we have some comments already people already i was having trouble finding a theater so yeah Um, this week so maybe this week we will talk about the holdovers which i i personally thoroughly enjoyed i hope you do um but yeah let's talk about let's talk about talk Talk to me. Talk to when me. When did this Charlie. come out? Uh, this came out same week as Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> so why did we, we watch Why this. did we see? A, oh yeah, I we saw know. Haunted Mansion because he worked I on should, it. I worked on it. <laughs> now I like completely, and I completely regret. I'd be like, man, I wish I saw this instead. Yeah. Ah, uh, all right. So, don't forget to buy our merch. I keep bringing it up, but but the holidays are coming up. Yeah, get it for grandma. Buy it, get the get dumbest shirt ever made for grandma. <laughs> get it for grandma. Get it for dad. There you go. And Just then take a picture of their one. face as they open it up. When they're, they're wearing like, it, they're like, what? Like, what? What? Why did yeah. you why did you do this to me? Greatest merch campaign of all time. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about talk to me. Anyway. Uh t- directed by Danny and Michael Filippo. Written by Danny Filippo and Bill Hins- Heinzman, based on a concept by Daly Pearson. Uh, so let's talk about Raka Raka, which is so the two directors they have a YouTube channel that's huge, right? It would be like you and I have this YouTube channel, and then you and I decided, hey, let's go like make a movie. But their YouTube channel, they made a bunch of horror comedies. They had mm. started off, uh, they'd start off at a young age, and they made a bunch of like wrestling videos essentially of them doing these stupid stunts or jumping off of jumping off buildings and doing crazy stuff like that um and i tonight i don't have a lot of slides for a couple reasons one this movie's been out for a while so most of this information's been around you could probably find it and two it's an australian movie most of the people in this movie you've probably never heard of before so there's not a lot to talk about there uh but back to these two, um, they actually did. They were actually were on crew, crew for an Aus- another Australian horror film you've probably heard of, The Babadook, which I've never seen. I've heard mm. 
Some people say it's great. Some people say it's terrible. I don't know what your take on it is. I've never heard anybody say it's terrible across the board. All I've ever known is um, there is a similar theme. This movie is largely about grief and the Babadook is exclusively about grief. So that's not. I was thinking about that movie as I was watching right. this, so that's funny. So that these guys, yeah, they, these it. guys worked on that movie. Uh, yeah. They were just crew on that movie. But so this film, and I had to, I was very curious, like, where did they come up with this idea? How did this? How did they come up with it? So it comes from two sources of inspiration. First one kind of hits on what you had already, you were already talking about in your review. So Danny, uh, who's co, one of the co-writers, remembers a friend having a really bad reaction to a drug. Like they were at a party, someone was taking drugs who hadn't taken drugs before. They had a really bad reaction to that drug. And his friends weren't helping him. They were just videotaping him oh my suffering God, through this bad perfect. trip, basically. Oh. Which is part of the inspiration, which kind of hits on what you were talking about. And you can wow. definitely see that in this movie. And then two was from Daly Pearson. That's where the concept or based off concept comes from. Uh, Daly actually was... Charlie, this is like a real... Uh, uh, what's what's the uh, deep cut? But if you remember when before Thor Ragnarok came out, there was the short film of Thor living with a roommate as a joke thing that Taika yeah. Waititi did. He played the Daryl, the roommate, this guy, Daryl uh, um, Daly Pearson. But he had done a short film uh, about an actor or had the short film about uh, about this um, act uh, person, these kids doing possession and uh, screwing around with the idea of possession. And this basically morphed into what we know as Talk To Me. This film went on to get in Sundance in 2023 alongside another film we saw earlier this year in the Infinity Pool, uh, which was individually picked up by A24. This A24 film is the largest grossing film to date, and a sequel is already in the works. A prequel film in the style similar to Searching or this year's Missing has already been filmed. So they had like this prequel that they did with that kid in the very beginning of this movie. Uh, okay. And I don't know when they're going to release that, but apparently they made a prequel and then they're doing, they're already t- starting to do a sequel. The sequel is going to be called talk to me Two. Oh me. no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. So that's the sequel. Talk they didn't go, me. they didn't go with talk to us or they didn't change the third word. Right. They changed. They didn't change the first word nor the Well, then third the next word, one's going to be talk three. Changed. Yeah. I mean, like, save that for corny, purposely corny franchises, <laughs> like Too Fast, Too Furious, right? They can get away with it because they're right. self aware of how dumb they are. This movie is too classy for that crap. True. All right. So That's I'm going to just run off all the names and all the characters. So we got Sophie Wilde plays Mia. Alexandra Jensen plays Jay. Joe Bird. I know a Joe Bird back home. He was our local weatherman, but that's the kids, the little brother. His name plays Riley. Uh, Otis Donji plays Daniel. He's the only other, he's one of the only few people in this movie that are in something else that I think most people would recognize. He played the young Aquaman in the first Aquaman movie. Okay. And then Miranda Otto is the only reason Charlie likes this movie. (laughs) Hold up. It's the only reason Charlie likes this movie. I'll take a whiskey shot for Miranda. I love you. (laughs) I love you, Aon. My girl. Uh, and then we got Zoe uh, Tarek. Oh, coincidentally, I just got this. I, nice. I, I was looking for a, a, a bottle opener, and I went with the fellowship. Anyway, continue, nice. sir. Okay, and then we got Chris 
Alozio plays Joss, and he's going to be in another film. I don't know if this movie already came out and we just missed it, or it's coming out recently. It's called Next Goal Wins, another Taika Waititi mm. film. Uh, it's about a uh, sports team that's terrible, and I think Michael Fassbender plays their coach, and he's just trying to get this team to win one game. Uh, it's about a, it's a game about a bunch of losers trying yeah. to win. He he looks like he's from New Zealand. He must be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I believe cool. so. So I, I, he's like literally vaguely, that's all the slides I have on this movie. I vaguely recognize him, but that might just right. be, you know, like he, he, uh, God, I can't place it, but that's exactly what New Zealanders look like. You know, the, right. the, the indigenous, the indigenous that like, New, if you're New familiar New with any, like Peter Jackson will, will do those, uh, prayer rituals where mm-hmm. they come out and they, <laughs> You know, uh, that stuff is awesome. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. But he he uses it to bless every one of his productions, which is so cool. But I think that's also kind of in line with uh, why. I mean, the guy who plays the boyfriend in this, again, the guy who played the young Jason Momoa, I can see how that kind of all ties together, essentially. And there is a guy. And 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 the guy who played in that movie, who plays his dad, who was Jango Fett. You know, that's like. Yeah all it's all connected because it's yeah same area same part of the yeah. globe we're talking about um but charlie literally that's that's all i have to talk about cool. uh with this movie um let's talk about drugs okay okay well let's are we uh, talk about case, drugs or are we going to talk about where we want to put it on the list yeah first and in that case let's it. pull this up because uh uh, just because it's been a while. Let me just read where we're at. 2023 Oppenheimer, obviously still at the top. Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, that was no, that was two episodes ago. Uh, Bo's Afraid, <laughs> Infinity Pool, and Infin- uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, T- uh, TMNT, the latest animated Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, which apparently they're changing. We heard it's like, yeah, just, they're changing, they're the, they're changing the next one to something else. So, which who is knows? cool. I like that more. Uh, John Wick 4, Tetris, Gran Turismo, Air, Creed 3, Sound of Freedom, A Haunting in Venice, The Creator, The Flash, Fast X, Asteroid City, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves, Megan, Missing the Machine, Barbie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Exorcist Believer, Scream 6, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Dumb Money, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Renfield, The Equalizer 3, Blue Beetle, Evil Dead Rise, The Pope's Exorcist, Mike, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Night at the Cabin, Insidious, The Red Door, Five Nights at Freddy's, The Nun 2, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, Plain, Haunted Mansion, Cocaine Bear, Knights of the Zodiac. Maybe I shouldn't read it anymore. It takes 12 minutes to do it. <laughs> so, Charlie, I really thought really hard after finishing the movie uh, where I think it should go. Okay. Um, I think the best place for it, actually, I think it's just above Haunted Mansion. I think that's a really good, <laughs> good spot. But the movie is just above the other movie that was released that weekend because it was the better of the two movies. So I think by Haunted Mansion, I think that's the the best spot. Totally fair. All right, I guess we're done. Uh, let's we're done. toast. Uh, <laughs> we're toasting to no, no one. We're toasting no. to drugs. So okay, actually, we got it. Uh, looking got at it. the list, uh, let me see. I'm th- I'm thinking somewhere in the realm within our top 10 is where I'm yeah. thinking. I'm That's thinking where I'm because at. here's the thing. I'm thinking. Cool. No, heroin. no heroin. No heroin. I'm thinking 
really <laughs> no this this movie just, definitely had some heroin heroin yeah overtones right like they, I mean, yeah, that, right, they, right, right, right. they literally would strap each other down with a belt. What do people do when they're shooting up? They belt off their arm. Mm. I mean, it was like all the imagery was there. They light a candle, too. When people are shooting heroin, they light a candle. They break out the belt. I mean, if there was a spoon, that would have completed the whole image, right? Right. Uh, okay, so my initial... I, like, I love initial nothing thought. more than intelligent horror movies. I don't think I love anything else on the planet than intelligent right. horror movies. I mean, every week I sit here and I'm berated by you. You just hate everything. No, I think jump scare movies are stupid and a waste of time. And if there's a jump scare in a movie, that's fine. If done properly if it's great. done well but if the whole thing is I nothing get but it. none two roller coaster rides of jump scares i i hate you and i and i and i i want a mass shooter to come into the theater okay okay so where i think this movie should land i was really thinking about it i was like Someone on god infinity pool on god on god, on god. No, no, cringe. no cap no cap <laughs> no cap uh somewhere okay somewhere in the realm i don't think it beats killers of the flower moon so i think it's no, I think no, 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 those no. two movies in the top are safe yeah but i think somewhere between bo was afraid and infinity pool and i okay. think i would even i would argue i think it beats guardians of the galaxy volume 3 i really do like okay. that movie but i think for the more I think it's it, it just breaks that echelon of like, yes, it's a fantasy movie, but it's a movie that's kind of talking about something a little more deeper than just family. But it's 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 not as fantastic. I mean, it's like less fantastical in some in some ways that Guardians of the Galaxy is this super huge, fantastical movie. This is a small yeah. independent movie, uh, and I appreciate it for being that. I also appreciate it for kind of being an art house movie that doesn't that doesn't go too pretentious um so yeah that's where i'm like it's somewhere in the realm of infinity pool and bo's afraid i think yeah, as usual i don't let for me as usual i don't think budgets i don't let budgets dictate it you know oh you got the big mcu movie versus the small movie it's i try to vacuum suck all that stuff out and just it's not like, it's not about here's the thing it's, for me, it's not about the budget as much as it is is are you telling um i think if you can tell a really compelling story and not have to use visuals as a crutch as far as like oh it's in space or oh we're you know in the land of mordor or something like that yeah. versus if you can tell a really compelling story in a room that like grips in you a, in, a in a room of rooms you know yeah, I think that's I think that's superior it's impressive if you can do that. And that's what I mean. That, that's yeah. what I'm always on about. Like even something like uh, you already brought up the Babadook, um, uh, which I didn't get to over October. Wish I had. Um, it's uh, same kind of thing. It's like just a, a, a woman living her life. And yet you can make that one of the most haunting things ever. Now, the only I'm I'm. Something's happened between you and I where it's like we don't fight anymore. We don't fight like we used to. We're like an old married couple where we just understand <laughs> each other and everything's just like copacetic, making this show boring now. But uh, in fact, I'm going to manufacture some hate. I'm going to put it down by Haunted Mansion just to spite you so that we actually have something to fight about. Uh, no. Okay. I, down there. I walk out. It's as fine. I've said before, because I'm, I'm my thought process is the same as you. I was like, I was like, God, is this better than Guardians? I think it is. So then, of course, I start attacking 
our our new golden two our from Russia with love goldfinger equivalent in this list mm -hmm. which is bows afraid and infinity pool they've been together for a while and the only difference is that walking out of those two movies i felt like my hair was on fire i felt my that that just oh you know with this i had that feeling in the very first scene when the kids start to experiment you kind of have your your not just the first scene where you know mia tries it for the first time but then the next time they do it and it's like a, a party montage uh that stuff really had me going where i was like this is brilliant um i don't know if by the end it was on fire enough to where I mean, it, it's it's wrapped up in the end with a perfect little bow that you are expecting. It is the perfect. And it's, it is and the most perfect good. ending. It's like it is it's the like most perfect they, ending. They tie it. Right. You're, you're waiting I love for it the to ending. happen, and they give I it love to you. The Me too. Me too. But it's 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 satisfying and and subtle versus Infinity Pool and Bow's Afraid. I'm my 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 brain is electrified. It's on fire. It's just like you know with the the, the intensity right. of the meaning behind the two um this had its own meaning but but not not to that same degree of intensity as infinity pool and both so right now i'm at i'm with you but i'm at number five i'm just like still both afraid I'm, I'm is that like, of force yeah. and infinity pools infinity pools whole thing about consequences and uh, what happens when you remove consequences from even adults and how they revert back to childish behavior mm -hmm. that resonated throughout the entire movie up to the end. Whereas the only difference with talk to me is that everything I talked about in the intro, those elements are there. They kind of wane by the end. That's the only thing. The ending is perfect and I'm with you. I love it, but it, it just, it starts to just become uh, less of like commentary, less, less drug partying, irreverence commentary and more straightforward. Uh, this kid's been possessed. We're trying to cure him. Uh, meanwhile, Mia is under control. Let's say she, she went too long in a session and now she's got these spirits, including a, a pseudo mother right. spirit messing with her mind. And what that leads to is a, a the themes slip away and we just narrow down into more conventional stuff, not in a bad way, but in a way that Bo's Afraid themes carry from beginning to end. Infinity right. Pulse themes carry from beginning to end. And I appreciate that more. And that's more complete than what this has. But it's still enough. Mean, to when you say more high. conventional, what do you mean by more conventional? I'm, I'm questioning that only because my takeaway wasn't as much about the the irreverence to the possession or the drug use, but more of something that I think maybe it's just, we talked about the exorcist a couple of weeks back and, you know, like there's a lot of bad things that we had to talk about for that one. Yeah. But there was something that I remember even like going to church and hearing about, I remember hearing stories about this was this idea that there's a reason I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible, but there's a reason why you shouldn't talk to the dead. Yeah. Right. Like you, Want, no one should ever be trying to speak to the dead, right? And this movie is just very like irreverent about that idea. It's like it's literally just like, oh no, we're totally just going to talk to the dead, just, like, dude. Just okay, a, a to your joke. point, to illustrate your point, just at the moment when everybody in the room 
should be running away screaming, what do they do? Get their cameras out. Get their phones out. They and and then they start laughing. They're filming right. it and they're laughing. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it and I'm sitting there. Oh. Just, I'm ter- that was the most horrific thing. Just being like, oh, oh, you know. Okay. So you have you have um, a couple elements. You have that, and then you have the whole with Mia in particular. Her mom's just died, and she's lonely, and nobody will talk to her. The only person who will talk to her is her father. That's the only person. Everybody else, and and the and Riley, the the little brother, uh, her friend's little brother, but her friend Jade, her best friend, in their first scene together, she just keeps ignoring her. She just keeps looking at her phone. Uh, they go. She to doesn't that. know what to say to her friends. Like she, yeah, because yeah, it's supposed to be two years. This is supposed to be two years after her mom tragically died. And so she still like doesn't know. It's almost like she's kind of like gone off, and she's like, "Well, I'm I'm with this boy now." I think also the film kind of hints that there was a previous relationship between the boy and her. Like it wasn't it, it, it wasn't like a romantic thing, but it was like there's there's that thing lingering. Daniel, there. you're talking about Daniel, right? So yeah. Daniel is her ex boyfriend. Well, she okay. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Back. It's like it's she like says, their ex boyfriend from like when we were way younger. Or something. Yeah, we like, we used we to hold hands. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. but but she was clearly into him. So there's you know that and Daniel's like, Daniel might be gay, possibly because I um, thought that too. I was like, because but here's the thing that that's that's the one thing I thought was clever about this movie, and I, I kind of get I'm trying to get to this point was just how, you know, this uh, what did I write? I said movie has plenty of dread. I like the take on possession and speaking to the dead. Reminds me a lot of stories I've heard of people speaking to loved ones, but they're actually speaking to a demon or the devil who only motivate, only motivation is to deceive you. And that was something that I found interesting in this, like the possession stuff, especially when it gets really creepy, was that there are times when, uh, and, and there's ones particular with Mia's father and Mia's mother, where eventually we get to the point where we realize I don't think she's actually talking to Mia's mother, and we you yeah. figure that out, but that that's but I not think, Mia's I think mother. Quick. I think pretty quick. Yeah, that's not Mia's mother. That's no. the devil, or I mean, whatever. We'll say it the devil. That's the devil telling you things that you want to hear and lying to you, uh, and deceiving you to to put you in a in the wrong path and, and, and steal your soul. Times, steal steal the yeah. soul of this and right. Young and there's boy. a lot of yeah. times even the creepier moments, even in the party scene where, where it's like, it's suggested when he's like, he doesn't like when you touch him and like things like that. You make him um, soft. Literally right. says you make him soft. Implying that like when his girlfriend touches him, he has a, an anti-sexual response. He right. has a sexual revulsion to her. Like, but we don't know how true that is too. Cause like, as the movie goes on, you're like, was that, was that the truth or, or are we, are we led to believe that it was just a way to create more tension and more, um, uh, more conflict between each other? Like well, they, they, you're they set it up. creating these lies. It's a couple things at once, right? Because as they're walking to the party, uh, even the, the younger brother Riley says, even I've kissed my girlfriend or whatever. It's been three months with you and Daniel. How have you guys not done anything? And then right. when the demon takes over, he and the reason they do this is because that, that later that night, uh, Riley and Mia are in bed together, platonically in bed together. He's right. she's very much a, another sister to him, and uh, he's afraid, so he 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 asks to sleep with her. And um, he said something like, uh, You uh, 
Like they read our minds. I believe that it was in that scene. I could be wrong, but I believe in that scene it yeah. was they read our minds. Uh, actually, I, I think I'm, I, I might be wrong about that. Maybe that's there's a lot of stuff. Later, I, I will say this. There's but, a lot of stuff because it's no, it's Australian that I had to kind of like listen. A I, I had subtitles closer on the whole because time. I was like, yeah, uh, I had okay, subtitles I, on I think the I entire time. So, but, but the, the, yeah. regardless of when it happened, the point is, is that at some point somebody says, I think they read our minds and why wouldn't they? Because they're inside of our bodies. They could read our minds. So, you know, and you, you, you get moments of them doing that and so what that's setting up the ultimate point being that what that is setting up is this idea that uh we already had a scene when mia told riley about the death of her mom so then when riley the young really young kid 15 year old kid uh you know has a session that spirit automatically knows how to manipulate mia and and it is doing so because it wants Riley. So um, all that stuff is really well set up. And the whole idea is that if you're, let's say under their spell, if your session goes too long, um, uh, the spirits kind of find a way to hang around, right? They start to haunt you. And then beyond That's that, they have a if timer, you die, right? yeah, they time it. If you die, basically your soul is stolen forever. That stuff is slightly loose because it's like, okay, wait, what does that mean? If you if you die while possessed, they keep your soul as opposed to, I guess, if you died, like right now, if you and I died, we just, we go to whichever afterlife we're destined for, I guess. But then these spirits have you as opposed to you die with them inside of you and then they get to like possess your body indefinitely or something, you know what I mean? Like come back to life in your body or something like that. Right. That 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 would have been a little more concrete if you let me backtrack so we can lay it out for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. You grab this hand, this hand that is in the background here that I will flash real the quick. The ceramic um, hand of a apparently an embalmed fortune teller or witch. We don't they 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 don't a hundred percent know or they Satanist. Just kind of know. Yeah, so Something. the hand was cut off There's, of that person. It has some sort of story. Embalmed and then encased in uh ceramic. I, that's such a cool premise and what a, what a, like an iconic, you know, you, uh, uh, literally an icon that represents. They're going to sell a hundred of those you know, now. They're going to yeah, sell it's, millions it's, of those. People are going to buy a cool them. idea. Yeah. You put them in so, their houses um, and then they're going to, but you grab you. the hand, you grab the hand and you say, talk to me and a spirit shows up. And then if you say, let me in, they possess you. And they, they represent this very well for anybody who's ever been to any party where you're that person who's never done whatever it is. Like, for example, I was in London for New Year's one time, years back. Bunch of idiots were do the whole room of people were doing whippets. For anybody who doesn't know what a whippet is, it's basically, I think it straight up comes from whipped cream because you could take the, the gas from a, you know, from a whipped cream thing and you can just inhale the gas, not the whipped cream itself. And you, you inhale that and it cuts off oxygen, oxygen to your brain. And it gives you 30 seconds of just like weird, crazy euphoria. Uh, what that has evolved into is this like gun looking thing that you load up with a canister and someone will shoot it into your mouth and you rapidly inhale it and you hold it. So it's no different from this party scene where it's like, who's never done it before. Everybody's all 
youthfully nervous, like, oh, that's sounds dangerous. And somebody goes, I'll do it. Mia's like, I'll, I'll do it. And they sit her down and everybody's like cheering her out, do it, do it. And and she does it. And to uh, who just said that? I think Nico just said uh, to the point where um, this, where it's it's represented as not you're you're being possessed by a devil, but it's not portrayed as something where you're like, oh, my, oh what the fuck? It's something that was pleasurable. It's something that was like a roller coaster. It was scary at first, but I want to do it again. So anyway, so with with the with the whippets, just real quick, I was like, yeah, I'll do one because I knew these things are horrible for your brain. You're cutting off oxygen to your brain. So, you know, I'm I'm the virgin. You have the person who knows what they're doing standing there with you. They do it to you, and then and then you you're a weirdo for thirty seconds. You're just like. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you become a crazy person for 30 seconds and then you, you snap back to reality and it's like, what happened? And it's just like, dude, you were nuts, man. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Cause I know these things are horrible for you. And then later that night, the guy who did it, I was, I was talking to him. I was like, so like, how many of these have you done? He's like, oh, I, I probably did like 60 tonight. I said, dude, you know that, um, doing more than like five, you, you already have brain damage you understand that right what <laughs> it's just like dude you idiot you knucklehead but um but it's no different than like old school videos uh do you remember the videos of the guy doing salvia they're they're one of the greatest youtube videos ever generated which is a guy who the whole thing was like it'd be like uh driving school on salvia or gardening on salvia and it'd be this guy standing there going uh, today, we're going to replant this plant. We're going to take it out of this pot and we're going to fertilize it and we're going to dig a hole and we're going to plant it in the earth. But first, let's take a hit of our salvia. And the whole joke was that he would lay out this plan for what he was going to do. <laughs> and then he would hit salvia, which is this drug that gives you this like micro trip for 90 seconds. And he would he'd take this huge hit and he would just like, Like he'd float off into space for 90 seconds, like lay down and just be like staring off into the distance. And obviously the whole joke was that he, yeah, 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 yeah. People would <laughs> people film it because it's hilarious and, and humiliating. And, uh, and, but then you take that concept and you apply it to mother effing demonic possession. I it's just, it's, it's so gross. It's so, it's like walking into a church and slapping the priest and like taking a poop on Jesus. It's just like, you don't do that. That's awful. It's like going into Krakow or, uh, or Krakow, Dachau or uh, Auschwitz and like taking selfies with the ovens. You know, it's just like, have some, some respect, but no, they're conjuring dead people and then laughing their asses off about it. Like, it's just so like, th th those are the highlights of the movie. But then to my point, over time, that stuff kind of goes away and it and it becomes more about Mia dealing with her mom. And that stuff's good, but that's what I mean. It's a little more conventional. Uh, the cell phones go away. The allegory largely goes away. And we just wrap up this story about Mia. That doesn't mean it's bad. It certainly I, doesn't I, mean it's I bad. Argue, I would argue, though, I would say this to that point. I would just argue that, yes, 
the <clears throat> that stuff goes away. But I do kind of feel see it in the same regards as someone who did that drug that first night, got really hooked to it, got hooked yeah. to it a little too much. Yeah. And then it took on a life of its own where they put, went down a, a terrible rabbit hole. And Which so we I saw it is because because while while yes, it's like that's more conventional with them trying to save save the brother and everything. I'm like, yeah, but then there's the aspect of like what happens after the party? What happens after you can't get that hit anymore? Do you continuously try to find those things? I just want to point out he stole the hand. Eventually she steals right, right. the hand. She hand. wants to contact exactly. her mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I'm going to just point to Nico's thing because this I, this kind of did come to me as well. It says, but how did they know the rules? How did they know it was 90 seconds? Did the hand come with brochure? Words written on it? Uh, what else did he say? I just, I Hold see on. this more as, again, I see this like the way. I like the thing. idea that it's just like it was passed down, like kid to kid. Because yeah. even like by the end of the movie, we see, oh, someone else has possessed the hand now. And they're doing the yeah. same thing. And I like that idea of like this this hand has been like passed, passed on, on, on and on. Yeah. yeah. Same. That's, that's what makes the ending so that. perfect. And again, the ending is predictable, but I, I big pet peeve of mine. People think predictable means bad. This, this is predictable, but perfect. You know exactly what's about to happen, but it's, it, it just ties everything up nicely. And she ends up paying for her. Cause like, remember um the, the last movie to, to deal with this uh, was, um, uh what was it it was uh the flash possession or the flash dealt with not being able to let go of a, a past trauma both right. having to deal with somebody's mother so the flash loses his mom and he almost ends the world because he keeps trying to change time to bring her back and with this mia keeps trying to uh um conjure the spirit of her mom uh but we we late. we're clear it's clear that it's not her mom it's it's right. uh it it's is the spirits demon. manipulating her to steal the soul of her dad eventually and then steal the soul of uh riley so um yeah i mean yeah like all that stuff is is um uh terrific uh but that's what i mean it becomes a little more conventional so far as like that is that is slightly more conventional than carrying on this theme of like irreverence and cell phones and the digital age and like yeah, a crime happening, like a, a dead body laying in the street and people go up and film the dead body. Sure. But I, I still person, think, I still I mean? think it's, I think it's just like the continuation of the idea. Like I still think yeah. it worked, but, but again, let's like, my, hold my on, point hold on. being that's enough to get it just and... below infinity pool. That's my, my point there know. is that it's, it's like it, infinity pool seems more complete in that the, very themes that started off are the very themes addressed at the end. It's perfectly bookended. Whereas this has multiple themes running, but it starts with this fresh idea, this fresh drug allegory and ends like uh -huh. the Babadook. And that doesn't mean bad, but I'm saying infinity pool and Bo's afraid is just more complete where again, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm having a seizure. Cause I'm like, Oh, these movies are like perfect. This movie uh, uh, not as overwhelming, but still fresh. I mean, that just all the party scenes are so fricky fresh, you know, and that's, that's the best part of it. I mean, the, the, like the, the, like at one point the, you think something's going to happen with Daniel, the boyfriend, 
and he all that happens is that he falls over in the chair and he starts making out with the dog and you know you're expecting somebody to die or something but instead he just he comes back and he's like delete that video and they're like no dude we're gonna post it you were making out with a dog you know and uh that's it's so delightfully immature and and wrong and like anybody with a soul would come in and stop these kids you know not just an adult but anybody um any even just any kid with any respect would just be like guys you're messing around with the dead what are you doing you know and it's just so gross uh it's great but that those elements are um uh up until the halfway point and then the second half of the movie is just back to mia dealing with her mom again not bad but just less complete in my view okay i mean like what was the opening uh uh shot right do you remember the opening shot i don't actually no it's, wait it's like her and her it's like at her mom's funeral isn't it that, that for her but the the opening of the movie is uh the we we actually see him later so remember they're on the bus with that guy whose brother died and they're asking oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 about yeah. it uh which Duck i like i love movies like that too where they have the thing that uh, allows you to do something dangerous and it's fun and they take it too far and then they go find somebody who dealt with it before. And they're like, you didn't, you didn't do this, okay. did you? And it's like, yeah, real quick, real quick, real quick. And real he's quick, talking real quick. about so, it. So when you talked about that though, the one thing, like there were two things, there's two things with this movie for a bunch of reasons, but this film reminded me of two other films prior to it. And that not in a bad way. It's just, I was like, oh yeah, that was kind of in this other movie. Uh, yep. And they're not from this year, but one, it reminded me of a lot of two recent horror films. One being Smile. it follows. It follows. I hadn't seen Smile yet. So oh, okay. it reminded me of It Follows, mostly with the fact that It Follows follows a very strong premise, like a very strong structured premise, lots of rules. Uh, basically, this movie does the same thing where it's like, you touch this hand, you say, talk to me, you say, let me in. The demon possesses you, if or the dead possess you, but if it goes past 90 minutes, 90 seconds, things could go wrong. Uh, so it kind of has this like bloody sorry, Mary. Sorry. To address to Nico's point, I think 90 seconds was like a guideline. I don't think it was like you go one microsecond over and hell breaks loose. But, I think but it was all like, we know, like a, all like we know is that thing. it could have been 90 seconds hey, and dude. then no one, nobody had said why, why you don't go past 90 seconds. So like, again, but, it could have been yeah, a thing where it's like, like from person but the to person. Thing. Hey, really dude, don't do more than 10 whippets. Why? Well, just it'll mess with your brain. And then somebody does 50 and they're like, I'm fine still. They break the right, right, guideline. Right. But it's like, yeah, the but other movie stay back. But know? but also with it follows, it reminded me of that. The idea that they go in and follows. They had to find the kid that she had sex with before to find out like, hey, what yeah. happened? Why did you do this? Because she tried to find him right after they had sex. And then she's like running around like she can't find this guy. And he's gone into hiding. And he kind of yep. explains what hap is going on. And, the, and you see the same thing in this movie. Yep. The other movie this reminded me of was Oculus. And I don't know if you saw that movie, but it was about this mirror Oculus. where like the mirror deceives the user of the people with the mirror. And they do all these horrible things, uh, not realizing that they're doing them. And there's a lot of scenes yep. in this movie that kind of did the same thing. There's like two or three scenes where like when she's sucking on the foot and she thinks the demon's doing it, but yep. she's actually doing it. Uh, the, the, when again, the, what I was just saying, the very opening, well, yeah, when, when she 
scissors. She her kills dad. her but, dad. But in the very beginning, we Spoilers. see that. The very first thing we see is, uh, getting back to what I was saying, the very first thing we see is the that brother they let her, let her meet on the bus. He goes to find his brother at a party, and it's clear he's all you know scratched up. It's clear that he's been messing around with the hand, and he tries to walk him out of the party, and what happens? In case you forgot, uh, he's walking him out, and everybody sees that he's, you know, he's, he's like, he looks like he's been beaten up and everybody pulls out their phones and they're right. all filming it. And the brother said, he's like, put your mother effing phones down. And, and you know, that's where you're like, what a good brother. Like, he's like, my, my brother is in a rough spot. Why are you filming it? Why are you, you a-holes filming this? You, uh, shame on you. But that's where we're at. And that's why it's such a, a, a great um uh uh illustration of the times now right. i and and i i don't think i this was uh i oh i'm sorry I, I believe this is missing if in the ending i i'm almost tempted to pull it up right now because i'm curious spoiler alert if you go to the ending mia dies uh by being thrown into traffic i'm curious and and i would i would maybe change my mind on the movie if there were a bunch of people filming her laying in the middle of the street, then I, then I'd be like, okay, this movie is perfect. Cause it has that bookend of All right, people filming tragedy in the beginning and then filming it at the end. But that was, that's not, I swear that's not there. And so, um, but that's what I mean. Well, that's, I think, I think part of the reason it. it's not, if you, if it is there and the part of the reason you might not notice it is because in which the way the film gets to that point, it, it becomes like this, you see it from another perspective and then we jump from somebody else's perspective of seeing the events happen of how she dies. And then we're jumping to almost like this more spiritual, very much more of a subjective view of her. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. And you quickly realize, cause she even mentions it early in the movie is about she's afraid of non-existing and how nobody yeah. notices her, which we actually and see. It's this simple thing of her dying, right? She says specifically, like, "I have this recurring dream yes. that I look in the mirror and I don't have a reflection." And then yeah. we see that after you she see that passes, after and then yeah. and then we then it's dawn. It finally dawns on you when she gets to get in when she sees the hand of these other people and they're they're doing the talk to me game. And then you realize, oh, she's a dead spirit now. She's died. Yeah. Um, that it like kind of. But all you know, I mean, the right? moment that she stands back up after being hit by a car, you're like, okay, she's definitely dead. And then they go into the hospital sequence, and she's walking around, and you're like, okay, right. she's, you know, like you know what's coming. She's and then you dead. see a light, and you're like, okay, that's the candle, you know. Right. But it's like I'm I'm looking at it right now, and and she she gets. You don't up. see anybody out filming. I her. would I would love if if the people back there were had their cell phones out this guy's calling on a cell phone um these people are running up but and then there's yeah, Jade it, with Riley and like yeah. it would it would be awesome oh so these Charlie I was going to tell you though scene. you remember so this so this week uh, we're watching the movie that's what it should it's like people should be filming her dead body on the ground and right. then it would just be it'd be perfect be perfect but... 
I, I, I'm, a, I'm easily, I could easily see it just going right above or right below Infinity Pool. I don't really have any huge qualms with that. I'm like, that's kind of where somewhere in that realm was where I was thinking it should land yeah. anyway tonight. Because I was like, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's just slightly better than uh, Guardians and its simplicity. Like that just kind of elevates it, and it's it still much more classier. It. it outclasses it in that regard too. It's yeah. not like it doesn't have to use the crutch of like all these cr crazy choreographed choreographed fight scenes and things like that, which are great. But like it doesn't yeah. need any of that. It's very much a character piece with a really great underlining horror theme. The thing I was going to tell you, Charlie, though, is I think I sent you a video and I was like freaking out, and you're like, "What were you scared of this movie?" I wasn't scared. It was more anxiety because you get to the later end of the movie and you're like, oh, my God, she's going to kill the brother. Oh, my God, she's going to kill the brother. And they kind of the whole movie grips you where you're just like thinking, like, when is it going to happen? What is she going to do? And it just gets yeah. worse and worse to the point when she's wheeling her brother, uh, this this girl's brother down to the traffic. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh my God! What's gonna happen? Would you remember where she um, got the inspiration for that from? The Mercy Kill. It was from the Kangaroo. Yeah. So the whole idea was, um, uh, it was like that idea was in her head already. Yeah. So, then so, she, so then the demon kind of like suggests to her, like, "Oh yeah, you should let me show yeah. you that kangaroo. You remember that thing that you didn't do earlier in the movie? You should do that here because he's not gonna live and yeah. he's gonna, you know." She came across a dead kangaroo and, and they, which I like for me, I speaking of cringe, I, I, I am an old man. I can't stand that. The cringy, I see, I I'm old school. I put a, a, a Y on the end, the cringy uh, moment where they come across this dead kangaroo and their idea to put it out of its misery is to run it over again, <laughs> which like might work, but you know, me, I would use a, firearm like a like a, a real person should but but she that was the whole th idea was that she was going to run over the kangaroo and uh and she wusses out and it's it's mostly because she has death on the mind because she just lost her mom right. so she can't really deal with it and riley's like you know what are you doing um she says another car will come blah 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 um so i i like that that's a that's a neat little you know, planning an idea. And then later it's how is she going to kill Riley instead, which, but at the same time though, it's odd because she could have just stabbed him with the scissors, which she'd already done with dad. Instead, she doesn't do that. She decides to wheel him out to the highway and, and she's going to push him off. Um, and, and, and it just kind of becomes like, you can almost imagine a first draft was she was about to stab the, you know, stab Riley in the bed and I don't know, whatever, insert, whatever. Somebody shot her instead and they were like, ah, it's kind of boring. How about instead she wheels him out and then we'll plant this thing with the with the kangaroo. My point being that um, that's that I think the, that's I think my the, only beef. My only beef thing. is that the third uh, the third the third act isn't quite perfect. It's not enough to for me to lower it further. I still I think it outclasses these other movies. Um, but it's, but you know, the benefit there though, is that she is being led by these, these, let's just, I like, demons I think the point. other they aspect I like is that the traffic point. kill though, is oh, that, wait, sorry, also, sorry, sorry. That is it, why you don't contact the dead because you never know for sure if it's right. who you're looking for, or if it's just Satan right. himself. That is why right. the Bible says don't contact the dead. Yes. And that's what she ends up. She thinks yes. she's talking to her mom. 
And the whole time she's talking to a fucking demon. Right. Uh, no, I actually like the traffic uh, aspect of it because it ties it back into the mercy kill with the car, but also it ties yep. it with she doesn't want to do it herself. So she's letting she's basically letting fate do it or her. Yep. That's her idea, even though it's like that's not what you're intentionally doing this, you know, so it's like makes you feel like, oh, I didn't actually I just pushed him into traffic. I didn't like pull a trigger. Um so yeah, I think the movie's brilliant and I and I think putting it below Infinity Pool is fine. Like I don't that's when we get in this like those three movies. I think I think Bo is afraid just kind of is more of an epic than anything else, so that's why it, it just just goes right above in, Infinity Pool and there's a lot more elements to that movie and all, all in all. I think putting it next to Infinity Pool is perfect. I just don't know um you know, above or below, but Infinity Pool also kind of does a similar. Give me a second, but like Infinity Pool's uh, premise has a kind of similarity to this movie in that, like, the premise behind Infinity Pool is, uh, you know, if you commit a crime, you can pay somebody to uh, make a clone of yourself, and they'll you take can, the you, punishment you for the crime. The government. You pay the government a ton of money, they clone you, and they, and will, they and, kill but the clone. In that, just just compartmentalizing uh, that, just as that's the concept, that's the premise, and then it gets abused in the same way we have the similar thing here where it's like you have a premise, an idea that gets abused, and then the characters have to deal with the ramifications of that. And I yeah. like kind of how the, the these movies aren't, totally similar but i think this would be a great movie night where you're like watch infinity pool watch talk to me back to back i think that yep. would be like perfect double feature to watch yeah so I, I don't care if it's below it or above it i think putting it right next to each other i don't care i think that, and, that works so so let's just cover off on a couple other just brilliant moments like you um, have too many things um, when you what else do you have so you mentioned that the creators they had that moment where a guy was freak whatever he was having a bad reaction to a drug at a party and everybody was just right. filming him instead of helping him right well you see that specifically there's a moment where daniel does it for the first time and um they uh he you know they all do this when when they when they they say i let you in and they lean back and they're like ah, they're choking and, and they, they he's choking and uh, Jess, is it whoever it is, the the female of the, you know, the the drug pushers, let's call them. She's going, wait, wait. And it, I mean, it's seriously no different than like it, it, you're in this. The drug allegory is just so perfect where there's there's this thing going on where anybody concerned for the person involved is going to be going, hang on, hang on. That's too far. Like, imagine like. They're watching somebody do like autoerotic asphyxiation and they like have to choke themselves to get off. I mean, it's like, and it's like, oh my God, stop it. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And then, and then it, it happens. And then the person doing it is like, that was the most pleasurable thing I ever did. That was so fantastic. <laughs> and and then it becomes addicting. They just want to do it again and again. And that was the brilliance of that montage of seeing them just have this party. And, and the whole time you're trying to remember that it's not just this like pleasurable drug, but it's like the spirits of dead human beings of like people's mothers and fathers and daughters and 
brothers. I mean, it's just like, oh, it's so gross. It's it's just you feel so gross watching these post millennial kids abusing this thing. Oh, and that's that's the genius of it. But I just I I I think it still pales next to the idea of removing consequences from a bunch of wealthy people uh, who then end up just turning into children. I mean, there's no better scene than in infinity pool where they're eating breakfast and uh, the main character is just flicking food at another tourist. You know, he's just being a kid. And that whole, my whole, my whole thing is that idea carries from beginning to end. It's, it's all the way up to that brilliant ending where, they're taking the bus back to the airport and everybody's like, so we'll see you next season. Yeah, that was so great. Oh my God. I had so much fun cut to them, murdering people, having crazy orgies. You know, it's, uh, it's like, it's so complete in that sense. But, um, this though, we already talked about heroin and whippets. Uh, we, we already talked about modern slang and we kind of talked about the mumble rap. That was like, the way you start off a movie in my nightmare is uh, the first party scene and the second party scene both had mumble rap where mumble rap is always the same thing. It's I think every song is just that. Right. So I'm they're walking into these parties and I just I'm like, what am I watching? I want to shoot myself. And then that devolves into this ceremony. Right. This this drug allegory uh so i thought like, it was uh, garbage i think it should be below knights of the zodiac i think you're full of crap yeah this list is messed i'm under the influence of uh <laughs> of a, of a ghost but uh, also uh, what we didn't really mention though is that on top of that it's like combining drug allegory with old parties that i never took part in but uh you know, where like people break out the Ouija board or do that, like yeah. light, light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a, or like Bloody Mary, any of those weird right. urban uh, uh, legend type of things. Right. And that's what this was. It's like, you know, they're casually talking about like, oh, yeah, I got this hand. It's the hand of a medium or psychic or Satanist or something Satanist. like we don't know. And it's everybody's just so casual about it because they just live in this digital age where nothing that happens out here is real. All that matters is what's recorded. Ugh. Right. And I'm fully self-aware that I'm saying that with a camera pointed at me talking to you on the Internet. But it's like, that's freaky, dude. It's freaky. Oh, my God. So. Is that a chessboard back there, by the way? It is. I know you just got into it. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I really got into chess. I need to get better. I need to like read up on chess. No, no, just on chess.com, just start doing the exercises. That's the best. I have, but some of them they 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 cap off at a point and then you're like, you can't they like you can't do any more until another week goes by. And you're like, yeah. Okay. For anybody unaware, McCurdy McCurdy recently was like, Hey, do you play chess? And I said, Do you know me at all? And then we've, like, been, we've been not. playing ever since. Uh, apparently, chess is making a comeback, but I've been only a lot. I think chess.com, dude. I was so. playing it. I was on set, and some dude, I was playing chess, and they saw that I was playing chess. Like, dude, you got chess.com, dude. Add me on chess.com. I was like, okay, have them add me. I'll, I'll, I'm constantly, even in our Discord, I'm like, I'm constantly, periodically, I'm like, anybody want to play? 
Um, okay, just making sure that we've uh, uh, hit these things because uh, another like subtle thematic thing is that we already talked about how nobody will talk to Mia, right? Her best friend just kind of ignores her for the phone. Mm -hmm. uh, the first party scene that, you know, before Mia volunteers to do the, you know, the possession thing, uh, she shows up and nobody will talk to her. And that's something that a lot of people can identify with. You know, the first time you walk into a party, you're like, what do you, what, what do I do? And so what does she do? She's, she, she walks up to somebody and she says, what did she say? She's like, yo, what's up? And the, the girl says, we're just chilling. She's like, okay, cool. And then they ignore her because it's, and then she's sitting there and she's kind of trying to make small talk with people and they're just sitting there on their phones. And then she walks over to the uh, fishbowl or whatever. And she's staring at that. And then Jade comes up and Jade says, you know, what are you doing? And Mia says, I'm just being weird. And I think uh, at least I can absolutely identify with that. Most parties, I'm the guy hanging out with the dogs. I'm like, where are the dogs? Oh, there's like seven dogs in the back room. I'm like, I'll be in the back room. But, uh, but that's the whole thing is like at these youth parties, nobody knows how to interact. So what do they do? They, they get on they their phones do, and they just, they, they do drugs chilling, and they bro. drink. And the whole point is that they, they, it's like they, they're letting this thing into them so that they can essentially be possessed by a different spirit where they feel like they're in the, the passenger seat and not the driver's seat so that they just kind of come out of their skin. What does that sound like? That sounds like being possessed by a, another spirit. It's just it, like that. That's the, again, for the billionth time, that's the brilliance of this movie. So she's, she even says, um, Jade comes over and, you know, Mia says, I'm being weird. And Jade says, you just have to let loose. And she starts doing this, right? She's like, yeah, I just gotta, gotta let loose. I gotta chill out. And, um, uh, because everybody at these parties, they don't want to be themselves. They want to be somebody else. They, they want to be anybody but themselves. And that's why they drink and do drugs. That's, that's the essence of, of partying is like trying to leave yourself behind and become something else. And then in this case, it's literally becoming the spirit of a dead person. So, um, uh, and then all that is just kind of, uh, wrapped up in the idea that nobody will talk to her, you know, and uh, Nico, I think Nico's been, we should go through Nico's yeah, messages. Nico, Nico had a lot to point. say about the premise of it, but, but this right here specifically the, um, uh, damn. Cause this is my, my, my main point is that the title is so perfect right here, right here. Uh, Oh, no, sorry. Nico, you have so many that I can't keep up. Um, but basically how nobody will talk to her. And then ultimately that's the, that's what do you do if you show up to a party and nobody will talk to you? And then coincidentally, she sits down in a chair, grabs a, a satanic hand and pleads, talk to me, because that's all she wants. Again, her the only person who did talk to her was her dad, but she just readily ignored him because it's like, he won't understand. Her friend won't talk to her. Nobody at the party will talk to her. But she, so then she reaches out to this spirit that can pull her out of her own body and make her secondary, right? 
like make her subservient to what it wants to do. So I, I just, I, I'm just in awe that anybody could take all of these ideas and lump them into a movie like this. It's, it's, it's wildly impressive. Are you impressed? I'm impressed. Are you entertained? Do you have anything else? Why you are here? Um, I'm, I'm uh, trying to find, I'm trying to find exactly what Nico said. <sighs> you know, I'm just going to start, start at the beginning and, and go through all of them. Nico said, Hey, Hey. And then Nico said, great choice of a movie. And then said, I've only ever seen one other Australian movie, Wolf Creek. Um, I heard of I don't know it. I've never seen, seen that it. one. Uh, none of these predictable jump scares. Yep, exactly. That separates wheat from chaff. I did watch. So movie. I did watch real quick, though. I did watch uh, a Rucka Rucka. They had a video about them going to, to Sundance because they were like, oh, my gosh, it's a huge deal. We're at Sundance. And I guess they never expected them to make it in there. And while they were at Sundance, they were talking to one distributor and he was he was applauding them and just being like, oh, man, I really like how like there's not you don't really use jump scares and like just kind of like giving them compliments on just that alone. And I was like, yeah, you're right. The movie doesn't really give you jump scares. And it also kind of reminded me of this thing I read about Stephen King about how he talks about the three types of horror that we experience or th three types of fear being one the first being gross out which you do get in this movie you do get gross out with the the looks of the dead and then the um uh like the woman sucking on his foot and like when you see daniel being or was it riley what was it daniel riley what was his name riley's riley the brother like, who then like tried to rip his right, own eye when out. you have that vision when she has a vision of like riley stuck in hell basically and her is like he's being taken yeah. by all these naked people like old naked people and it's really gross and you're like oh my god so yeah. you do see gross out and then the other being like horror um and i'm trying to remember what the difference between the horror and terror was but i think horror was when you see something that you cannot explain which you see a lot of in this movie when when your 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 mind's like wait what the heck did i just see you're, wait you're um, saying how you define what horror is no 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 he has three uh stephen king three types of horror or three types of three levels of horror is what he's called it calls it and first being gross out which is kind of the the first tier and that's and that's the gruesomeness or something like you see disgusting and it's usually more in, in disgust the second tier is the horror or the graphic portrayal of the unbelievable uh the third Finally, according to King, at the highest, and as he explains, the worst level of fear is terror. This is where the master of horror shines the most. This is where the induction of fear is solely caused by imagination. This is perfectly crafted for uh, literary use, as the images being created is entirely the reader's mind. All the author has to do is simply suggest the unknown, and as the reader will fill in the blanks with something truly terrifying funny because the way i always understood it or at least in uh, i think a buddy of mine in college was he he explained to me that the the difference between horror and terror is that terror is man-made and horror is supernatural and i always thought that was interesting and i i don't know if i ever even 
I maybe at some point researched to see if that was true, but that always made sense to me that terror would be like, um, uh, I mean, certain things do become supernatural, but maybe like, uh, I know what you did last summer or something, something that I don't think that movie had a supernatural element. Right. But something that is like, I don't know, like a serial killer movie is, is, is terror. And then horror would be the exorcist or this movie, you know, where it is a supernatural element as opposed to, I never, I never broke those two to me. They always were under the same umbrella, but I do feel like, um, that more encapsulates like the difference between a thriller and a horror film. But there are some thriller, there's some horror films that people would classify as strictly a horror film, like silence of the lambs, even though there's no supernatural element, it's more of the gross out disgust type of horror that you describe or the, the, the sight of the, um, the horrific acts of the characters. Um, But there's not a supernatural element. There's not, there's not something that elevates it above just being the norm. Uh, if that makes sense. And I, I, I guess that's maybe where your friend was saying like terror and horror are different. Cause terror is something you men could do versus the horror. But I feel like they could also be in the same boat. Cause you have horror in like apocalypse now. And he describes the horror of, of war and the people and the, the horrible things that everybody does to each other. Uh, so I don't know. With that, it Maybe may have been the horror. I, I think the horror specifically was just facing death, was it no. not? I think my point the I was trying horror. to get to, though, was that I do like I do like that anxi- anxiety feeling that this movie gets you to uh, towards the end because it really does. Agree. Instead of doing a bunch of jump scares, it really makes you feel for the characters. It really makes you feel for the, the brother who's like this this innocent little boy who's still trying to figure things out and he's like been possessed and, uh, and he's basically every like time he himself. comes back to, you know, he, he awakens, yeah, he, trying he tries to, to kill himself. himself. And oh, I feel yeah. so bad. and so horrible. And then, and then oh. all of a sudden Mia's trying to kill him because she thinks that's the only way to, to cure him is to kill him. Yeah. And I, I just like, and and the the anxiety the anxiety feeling that I got watching this movie, the closest I can describe it, uh, the closest I've gotten to that was Uncut Gems, where you're just you're just on the edge of your seats, like oh my god, what's going to happen to this person? Like, are they going to die? Are they going to get killed? Those were the kinds of things that freaked me out about this movie. So I think this movie was great. Um, yeah, and I, I think putting I, I it, went ahead. I think putting it number five is fine. Put it at five. I just I think I, it's perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sitting here as per usual. I'm not sitting here saying that the its flaws make it terrible. It's just it makes them slightly inferior to Infinity Pool. And even with Infinity Pool, I, re, I over October I watched The Possessor and I I was kind of shocked to see how many filmmaking similarities there are between The Possessor and Infinity Pool. You can clearly tell it's the same filmmaker, including having. Yeah. Do you remember like the, you know the the we talked about the the orgy montage in Infinity Pool that right. took them forever to assemble, and it made right. sense in Infinity Pool. In Possessor, it kind of made sense, like. It just there are all these elements of possessor where I was like, okay, this 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 feels like a sophomore effort, and I, I, I right. regardless of it actually being a second movie or not, I think we said it was, but right. regardless, it it 
seems like a more junior effort. And then Infinity Pool is like, okay, this guy's made a couple movies before, and this is a little more complete. And, uh, right. you know, not not to say that these guys, this it being a, a thing of like, this is the first mo- movie versus the third movie or whatever. Um, but uh, I mean, what, Borson Wells, his first movie was Citizen Kane, right? Like, so it, somebody can knock it out of the park with their first turn at bat. But the point being that Infinity Pool has just a little bit more mastery over it but talk to me is uh is like i said from the get-go refreshing it has just a refreshing take on possession and again it's because we're so used to possession happening and everybody in the room is like oh oh my god with this they're laughing they're they're immature kids laughing well, Charlie, recently Charlie, deceased person possessed what you forgot friend. to mention, Charlie, Ugh. what you forgot to mention, though, is that yeah. with with usually with possession, we're not allowed into the room to stop the possession. Unless, you, no, unless you're a member of the patriarchy, <laughs> unless you're a member, unless you're unless you're a man, then you can go into <laughs> I stand by it. That's probably the dumbest <laughs> moment in cinematic history. The dumbest moment. Ugh. It, anybody wants to talk about legacy, like taking a legacy and pooping on it? Like, what'd you say about uh, William Friedkin? He was like, the guy who made Pineapple Express is going to make a sequel to my movie. And guess what? William? I'm going to haunt him for the rest of my life. That's, yeah. see, that someone needs to write that movie. That's but no, don't haunt him. I want to see a horror. I want to see like a, a a spoof horror comedy, basically about that premise where a guy remakes this movie, <laughs> and then the the director of the the actual like movie who's dead is like yeah. haunting him after the release of the movie and like just terrorizing him, and he's worse than the critics and like yeah, <laughs> like makes him try to go make his own movie. Like I, he's like, no, you're gonna make my movie, my the movie that I was going to make or whatever. I need to look then, up. Uh, I I took a uh, a Beatles class in college. It's probably the best class I ever took. And I I wrote out an outline for a movie that it was basically like John Lennon gets shot. I can't I can't remember exactly, but John Lennon gets shot, and his soul is reborn into a kid who then like grows up, and like goes to seek out Yoko Ono or something and like forgives her for breaking up the Beatles or something ridiculous like that. Like I can't, I got to look that up because I can't remember where that came from. You know what? uh, You know what that, but there was that Beatles movie that came out not that long ago yesterday that like got, it got sued for like false advertisement. Yeah. You not, did you not hear about this? Why did it get sued? Okay, so apparently, uh, the latest Bond girl, uh, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head. She's uh, the Italian beautiful woman that she was in the last Bond movie. Monica Bellucci? The one, Bell- Bellucci? Bell- Bell- whatever. Um, she's beautiful. I love her. She's, she's in The Matrix. She was in Blade Runner. T- the chick that was in Blade Runner. Oh, the young one. Okay. Right. So she no, was she's in not Italian. Yet. She's like Brazilian or something. That's right. Anyway, she's go Brazilian. ahead. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Anyway. She was in that movie called Yesterday. The premise of that movie was uh, this guy somehow, I think something happens where he like wished he invented all the Beatles music or something like that. 
and then he got he hit starts, by lightning or something, and he wakes up. Happens. And the Beatles never existed, but he alone remembers he all their songs. All the Beatles so songs. He starts playing all their songs, and people think he's a genius. Right, right. So, but what happened was with that movie was apparently there was an uh, trailer, and Armis was in that trailer for the movie, and it was like for a split second of a shot. I don't even think it was the whole trailer. She's in the trailer. And someone went to see the movie and was very disappointed that she wasn't in the movie because her scene got deleted. They never used that scene. And this happens all the time. No, I thought There's she was the where... girlfriend. Wasn't she the girlfriend? So there was a, so she got cut out of the movie. And, uh, and so then the theater, like the studio got sued uh, by this guy who said, oh, they were false advertising because they told me that this actress was going to be in this movie and they weren't in this movie. That's and so, so after that, it so is stupid. stupid. <laughs> so what happened was the judge, the judge was like, yeah, um, yeah, this is false advertising. Uh, Universal Studios, you owe these people this much amount of money. So ever wow. since then, so ever since then, all the studios have been a little more cautious on the trailers that they send out as far as making anything that that may misconstrue what happens, which yeah. kind of sucks for people like Marvel, where Marvel Studios has put out trailers in the past where there are definitely shots that were not in the movie that made you think the movie was going to go one way, completely goes the other way, because they're trying to hide, you know, they're trying to hide spoilers. They don't want they want people guessing what's going to actually happen. Uh, and they've done that in the past. And you're seeing less of that now be just because uh, someone got a studio got sued over a single shot of an actress that didn't make it into the final cut of the movie. Well, hang on. Hang on. Um, yeah, it was Lily James. I was thinking of Lily James is the girlfriend. So right. she's definitely in the movie. But yeah, uh, Anna de Armas. Um, can I sue the Broccoli's because she was supposed to be a girl, uh, a Bond girl, and she was hardly in No Time to Die? I don't think so because she's still I think still that's false. Ad no, that's false advertising. She was, movie, supposed to, so. she was supposed to be a Bond girl, and she was she in was still a scene. Listen, that's not a that's yeah. not a Bond girl. She's still that in the movie. Constitute a she Bond was girl. Still in the movie. Uh, she's still in the movie. I can't believe she played uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Okay, it makes sense. She, I heard she that movie like a was a disaster. I heard a lot of people Which did not too like bad. That. I I used to I used to work for that director. And, and oh really and he he made uh he made uh uh the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford and then he made uh a, a couple more movies and i remember him being in uh in the offices and and i was like so how do you feel about you know your your next fight i for some reason i i guess i won't name it so like, how do you feel about it he, he was like reviews come out soon i'm gonna have a heart attack like he, he was just like out of his mind uh well it was it was killing it was killing them softly and uh people oh yeah that i remember movie. that didn't do well it didn't do well did but do people well. liked that movie so i haven't seen the marilyn monroe movie uh it's I, basically what i gathered about well. it was that it's artistically it's like it's got some very visually stunning things the biggest issue with a lot of people I've had taken with it is that it's take on Mark Marilyn Monroe's life is very drastically kind of rewritten in some regards. And some mm -hmm. people are like, this is kind of distasteful, but I've also seen uh, that people have said the movie in itself, regardless of like what actually happened is just kind of trash. Like people were just, yeah, like, that, mm -hmm. that, um, that scene with the threesome 
between you know JFK and RFK, they didn't need to do that. That's distasteful. That's just wrong. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but okay. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. But okay. I just, there I just is know, a scene where she's getting, the Kennedys okay. were into that. <laughs> so apparently, there was a scene where she's sleeping. I think it was either I don't know if it's with JFK or or who it was in the movie, but she's sleeping with somebody, and uh, and then it cuts from like her bedside. She's getting railed. And then, like, the bed sheets turn into a waterfall, and then it cuts to, like, a waterfall. Like, I don't know. There's some weird, strange cuts that they do in that movie, which I was uh, like, I kind of just want to see what that is. Um, but it was kind of interesting. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see what that is, too. I really want you to go watch The I Holdovers, Charlie. I really want you to go and watch yeah, The no, Holdovers so that we can either, A, argue about it, and you tell me how it was a terrible movie, or B, how much you're going to be like, man, I just wish movies were more like this. And I'd be like, yeah, man, I wish movies were more like this all the time now. I'm like, no, why McCurdy, can't I already talked this? about this. You and I are an old married couple that apparently or, agree on everything now instead or, of just agreeing like we used to. And this show is boring now. I'm going to fake it. Sorry. I'm going to go watch Holdovers. I'm going to love it. And I'm going to, but I'm going to come into the discussion being like, it was terrible. Oh, okay. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It was like joyous. Who wants to feel joy now? We're on the cusp of World War III. Why would anybody want to feel joy right now? Everybody I don't should think feel the movie's terrible. It's more. I can't. I want you to just see it, just so you get the no, feeling. Because I was just like, oh, I felt this, this movie. Like I was just like, man, I want to see this again. I'll see so it tomorrow. I might be seeing it with my dad and my uncle and stuff. So we might go and see it again. Because I was like, I kind of enjoyed this movie. Next movie we are supposed to be seeing is the Hunger Games prequel. And that might be a movie where you and I go head to head and be like, I'm like, oh, it's great. It's fine. And you're like, this movie was garbage because uh, it was garbage. And I'd be like, all right. I've liked them all so far. So I didn't like, okay, out of the Hunger Games movies, the third one was my least favorite. I don't have any. Was, I, it's it's was, been years. The second one was my favorite. Of those. I would need a, a to watch them again, but like they've been. I think. I think so if I recall, I think the third one was my least favorite, just because it was a part one of a two parter, and it kind of ends kind of like, okay, that's the ending, or okay, and you know there's going to be another one, so you're just like, that was I that time the, the movie. Everybody was when everybody up wanted to do one part, movie, part one, part two. Yeah, that was the fad. Yeah. At that time, and that's why because again, Harry that's why Potter did it. Everybody wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that's why Mission Impossible doing it. I'm like, really? And then them backtracking. I'm like, that's great. That's great. Just do dead, right. dead reckoning, and then well, like come up with another. Marvel type. did the same thing though, but Marvel's take on it was originally they had when they announced that they were doing Infinity War, they were originally going to go, hey, we're doing Infinity War Part One, Part, part two. One and two. Yeah. Then they changed it and said, no, we're just doing Infinity War. And then the next one's going to be called something else. And so I was like, be. great. I liked that. I liked yeah. that they changed that. Yeah. But it was still a part one, part two, but they did a better job of, of self-containing that. But like, okay, it works dude, even, Okay. Part. It's, it's, it's pathetic, but I am, it's November, right? November is for war movies. I, I watched all of band of, right away. November one, I watched all of band of brothers. I go right into the Pacific. Then my cousin, who I've known my same age as me, and I, I've, I've known him my whole life. And that idiot, I'm on the phone with him. What are you doing? I go, oh, I'm on the final episode of Band of Brothers. I'm kind of a mess. And he's like, oh, what's that? You know, Band, of, 
band of brothers. Oh, is that new? What is that? And I was like, <laughs> you're messing with me. How do, how do you, how could you possibly not know what band of brothers is, especially spending every fall with me ever? What is wrong with you? It's like, no, I don't know what that is. I, uh, and I was just, I was like, I dude, you're, no, you're awful. So he, he, we were, uh, we we're up in Michigan, uh, over the weekend and I didn't let him leave until we watched all 10 hours. And I said, I was like, you are not a man until you watch all of band of brothers. We killed it off and he left. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to be proud of you again. Um, but, uh, so watching, are you telling me I must watch Band of Brothers? That's what you're telling me because I've never have you, seen it. Ha, have you not? I've never seen it. Oh, I had I had a friend, I had a boss that really wanted me to watch it, and I borrowed it, and I just never got around to actually putting it in and watching it. So, uh, and I think it is on Max. If I, let me just double check, I think it's still on Max, and you can still watch it. If it is, oh yeah, yeah, it, it should be. That should might be. be the next thing I, I watch. Go, but I go right from that. I go I go right from like the reverence of the Greatest Generation to these kids partying and like getting <laughs> possessed by demons <laughs> you know and, I'm just, and mumblecore rap and like exactly like, for real, uh, on yeah. god uh, dead ass yeah yeah on god <laughs> i love when the mom said it though she was like on god i will kill I will, you actually we never talked that was one thing we never talked about we never talked about awen's like her just like always seeing through the kids and i yeah. just loved her character i loved yeah. her character because she's just like like you're going to a party. What are you guys doing? Like hey, I she already remember, told me what time's the party. Mom, I had no I party. Had, I had she a told flashback. me there's a party. It's fine. Like uh, that. Did you yeah, ever have? Good. I had. A, did good. you have the flashback moment? I had a flashback moment when when she opens the door, and like the three of them are just hanging out, sitting there. And I remember. I do remember this. I remember being at a girlfriend's house, and like the door was shut. We weren't doing anything. We we're just talking, chilling out, hanging out. But then like. Mom came in and she's like, you know, I I don't like the door shut in the house when someone's yeah. over and like open the door. And I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was no, so I... it was like I loved her. I loved every every minute that she's on screen is great. But like she's not yeah. in the movie. I, I feel like she's like the biggest name in that entire movie. But like she makes her presence known and she does a great job. Yeah. Um, but she's great. So anyway, everybody was also watched... Lord of the Rings. Everybody watch Band of Brothers. Hold on. Why? Uh, it is. Oh, oh, no, wait, wait. I remember what I was going to mention about made. that. So they're they're coming out with a sequel series. Did you hear they about are. this? Yeah, they are. Masters of the Air. Masters of the Air. Yeah. I with, hope it's just uh, Elvis. good. With Elvis. Uh, is, yeah, that is Elvis. Yeah. It's I can't Elvis. remember well, why the guy, I brought the up Band Elvis. of Brothers in the first place. Um. Uh, it I is have, on. Yeah, I can watch it on Max. So I might be, I might call my dad and be like, Dad, I guess we're gonna watch Band of Brothers now, and he's gonna be like, Oh, okay. Oh, uh, your, I mean, uh, your dad. My dad's over. Be like, I've here. seen it a million times. Right. You know, I've uh, that in the yeah K one, B O B and Pacific are great. I've seen Band. You can't beat Band of Brothers. The Pacific can try as much as it wants, but it just it. Nothing is can Pacific ever another sequel series, or is it just something? Band of Brothers is is the story of the European theater World War II. Right. The Pacific is the Pacific theater, but the advantage is that Band of Brothers follows a specific company of men from beginning who who had the perfect. It was like a trajectory, wasn't the it? War. 
yeah and it's all everything story. is true be, beginning to end the pacific is um just less specific and that's you know it's still amazing <laughs> but uh yeah so but again i go less from specific i go from that to watching i'm like wait hang on i gotta turn off all these war movies to watch this movie about punk kids willingly possessing their bodies <laughs> just, uh, charlie I'm, I'm telling you you're gonna watch the holdovers and you're gonna be like i'm paul giamatti and i'm like yeah you are that's you okay that's you i enjoyed yeah. that movie a lot I, I really do want to go back and watch it again so yeah but so. you might go into it and you'd be like, Ryan, this movie was terrible. And I'd be like, all right. Okay. So Battle of the Bulge. Are you K1? You got to specify, though. Are you talking about Bastone or are you talking about the breaking point? Which one? And we'll wait for you. Oh, my God. Because I got to know. And then we'll sign off. But there are yeah, two episodes about the Battle of the Bulge. And... uh uh, one of them follows their medic, and the other one follows Donnie Wahlberg, who is terrific in it. But, but yeah, it's just you know I I hope okay breaking point. So that's the second one, the the Donnie Wahlberg one. Uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. They're both great. I've I I have fantasies of um maybe you shouldn't watch it, McCurdy. I have fantasies <laughs> as I'm watching it. I'm like we should do a we should rank all the episodes of Band of Brothers. Oh God. Which feels wait, no, that's not no, no, the medic one. No, no, no. The medic one is Bastone. Uh the breaking point is the one with uh Donnie Wahlberg. That's episode seven. Episode six is uh the the, the medic one with Eugene. Um uh, I'm looking, I'm literally looking at the uh the list of these episodes, as you were saying it. So I was like, oh, okay. but it is on Mac, so I can watch it. I will but, probably, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you hold like, off, I fantasize that we could rank those. It feels like blasphemy to rank band of brothers episodes, but at the end of the day, it would just be an excuse to talk about them. <sighs> Cause it's like, try it's like when I talk about Lord of the Rings, I'm like, we could never rank Lord of the Rings. There's no ranking Lord of the Rings. It's just one story. Kind of the same with Band of Brothers, but it would just be an excuse to talk about Band of Brothers, which is like the greatest 10 hours of television ever produced. So uh, I'm just going to float that out there because I think that would be... I'm still going to watch this. If my, if my dad has time, I might I might go see it. But I think I okay. think the plan is we'll we'll try to go watch uh, the holdovers. I, I'm, I'm a little upset that after watching that movie, I'm like, dang, I wish it was in more theaters because that was part of the reason we couldn't watch it this weekend was because you couldn't, I couldn't find, find it, it anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, I was fortunate because people were asking me like, where did you watch this? And I was like, oh, it was at the AMC I normally go to. And they're like, oh, uh, and I guess they only played it at that one AMC. So, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, the holdovers. Uh, yeah, you should definitely go yeah. watch that one. We'll do that. Uh, we'll try to do that week. maybe Wednesday night or something. So Thursday, it'll be Thursday. I Thursday, okay. Wednesday. Yeah, well, we can talk it Thursday. So. Cool. Otherwise, any final comments? Thoughts? About... Any the final comments about the movie? Yeah. Um, it was great. 
I think oh, okay. uh, I can't wait for another one of these movies to come out, and I really kind of wish these oh. uh, these two filmmakers the best to make. Who are we one. toasting to? The filmmakers? We are gonna. F- we are to. Uh, yeah, we're toasting to. I'm just gonna post this up. What right are now. their names? Uh, Michael and Daniel. Uh, are they? They're, are they brothers? Yeah, they are twin brothers. Yeah, they look. Yeah, Apparently, they're, they're twins. I don't same. think they're twins. I think they're. I don't think they're actually twins. It says they're twins. They look exactly the same. They're two years apart. Okay. Dan- right. Danny and Daniel. Danny and Michael. Yeah, Danny and Michael. Filippo. Daniel or Danny? Raka Raka. They have a YouTube channel called Daniel. Raka Raka. That's Daniel. how they got. That's got the start. Okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, apparently a lot of people said at Sundance they were like, "Yeah, you you can't tell this is someone's first film." Like you're like, usually yeah. you watch a first person's film. You're like, oh, this seems like their first feature. This doesn't seem like a first feature. This seems like people who've been like honing their craft and like yeah. love horror films and know what not to do. And and it shows. So I yeah. think these guys did a fantastic job. I can't wait to see what, you know, what they do next. Probably another sequel to this, unfortunately. I say that unfortunately because I'd rather just see something different. Yes. Uh, from these guys. And I know they're doing a prequel. So we already know there's a prequel and a, a sequel to this. The prequel is going to be kind of like a missing movie, like searching, like it's going to be on computer screens. And I don't know when they say prequel, if it's a feature film or if it's just like a little short film, but apparently they've made a prequel to this already. And then uh, they're going to be working on a sequel as well. So past that, I can't wait to see what else they do. They, they were also, when they went to Sundance, they were in talks with like James Wan and these other big name producers and directors. So I mean, they, they, they the what, however it worked, they sold guys. this movie or whatever to A24. A24 yeah. has a, a, an expansive track record of high quality horror movies. So good for these guys. We look forward to what they have coming next beyond this. Cause I don't know. Okay. I mean, I hope again, if it's talk to me, ugh, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully the pre- prequel's good, but uh, McCurdy, you have to go blow out that candle so we can close this off. Oh, okay. You got to close gotta the, shut door. the door. We got to shut the door. Hold on. Got to shut the door. Shut the door. Quick, because it's, it's oh my God, it's oh. almost, it's, we're past 90 minutes. We're past <laughs> 90 minutes. <laughs> you have to close the door. Close the door. Wait, did you already close it? Oh, it's off. Okay. Ah, drink. Okay. Drink. Oh, he's choking. He's choking. Oh.